Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Lucinda Drayton on her Bliss CD. And what a way to really look at 2020, time period where we want to be shining and looking at everything from a place of abundance and light and might. Even though it started off on the fringe of the Americans doing something not so nice to Iranians, it makes us think a lot about how do we show up, how do we help, and how do we support each and every single one of us, whatever happens to one of us is all of us. 
It's no longer just about America or Iran or Israel or Saudi Arabia or Germany or Europe. It's all of us in this together. And if one person is suffering, that means all of us suffering. So what I'd like us to do for the beginning of the year is to just hold a moment of pause, the moment of sending out pure feelings and good wishes to all of our brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters across the waters, but also to those right here on this soil. There really needs to be compassion, empathy, common sense, perhaps. We need to support each other a lot more. So let's take a moment of silence and send our good wishes to all of our fellow brothers and sisters across the land. Thank you for doing that. Last year, we partnered and sponsored the Global Silent Minute, which was a profound experience around the world. 700 partnering groups participated and millions held a moment of silence. And what happens with the power of silence? It's not to be numb and to not speak up what is truth, but it's to give you the clarity and the wisdom and the empathy required when you make your choices. We're in a time in which we must recognize that our choices carry a huge consequence at an individual level and at a global level. Thank you so much for participating in that. Today, we have the wonderful opportunity to have a conversation with Sarah Prout. Sarah is the best-selling author of Dear Universe, 200 Mini Meditations for Instant Manifestations. She's a top inspirational speaker, award-winning entrepreneur, host of the Journey to Manifesting podcast, creative director of Soul Space Media and mother of four. That's right, you heard me. She was also named a manifestation guru by Cosmopolitan Magazine. Her unique, authentic, and down-to-earth approach to life and business has been the foundation for her success. Her message is that you can create your life through your connection to the universe and embracing your feelings has inspired millions of people across the globe to transform their own lives. Sarah presents lectures on her empowering journey of going from living on welfare as a single mom to creating a million-dollar business. She has been featured on ABC, Oprah Magazine, Gold Coast, Mind Valley, Thrive Global, to name just a few. Today gives me great pleasure to welcome Sarah Prout. Hi, Sarah. Congratulations on all the wonderful things you're doing. Look at you, girl. Go, go, go. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I've heard a lot about your work, and I'm just so honored to be here. And it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear that. <laughs> all right. So, look, what's been going on with you? I mean, when did you first discover this whole thing about the law of attraction? I know this came out many, many years ago, but some of us hear it, and we you know, use it short term, but it's not a short term thing. Really, the law of attraction is a long term thing. It's eternal. So I'm curious Mm -hmm. to find out when you actually started to understand its force, its power and its benefit. I started to discover the law of attraction when I was a little kid. So I used to experiment with my thoughts and create a visualization. But it wasn't really until I became a single mother living on welfare that I had to get curious and it really became out of necessity when I was at rock bottom where I thought, okay, universe, God, help me out here. How do I learn how to play with this energy to get different results in my life? That's amazing. It always surprises me. Why is it that we wait until it becomes tragic to recognize that we have innate powers that we're saying, use me? Yeah, I've seen this happen time and time again with my students where it's 
those moments of desperation or sadness or when somebody gets ill and we're connecting with a higher power to ask for that miracle in the 11th hour. And in my work, I love to remind people that we have that opportunity in each and every moment to enter mm -hmm. into that sacred dialogue between our higher selves and how the universe or whatever you have the name of that special power is, is operating through you and for you in any given moment. And so from my work as a law of attraction manifestation teacher, and now having done this for the last 10 years, I believe that manifestation occurs in the present moment. Each and every moment that we feel and we have an emotion is a manifestation in and of itself. Okay, could we pause right there and could you highlight a little bit about the feeling, the pause, and the highlight? Mm. So the feeling, most people are just reacting to what's going on around them and they don't believe that they have any control. And that's part of the illusion of this life experience that we do have this sacred responsibility to show up with a sense of curiosity and compassion and empathy to anything that we feel through our life experience. As an example, uh, let's just say you get a parking fine because you've parked a car in the wrong place. <laughs> so instead mm -hmm. of reacting to that and being angry at the other person for giving you the ticket, it's about showing up with this sacred sense of self-responsibility and remembering mm -hmm. that every moment that we have is a choice point that creates our I like reality. That. I like that. So basically, the energy to fuel the manifestation has a lot to do with the feeling that we are experiencing or really going through, correct? Absolutely. It's just part of the puzzle that thoughts become things. And in my work, I've discovered that it's really our emotions and our feelings that construct our vibration and then create mm -hmm. our reality. I agree with you because I've been in situations where I've heard individuals have said to me, like creating the mantra, saying it over and over again. And sometimes I just don't feel it. Friends of mine are saying, okay, let's do this keep saying so I'm a great so I go yeah one day I'll get there but I just don't feel it and I could see mm -hmm. how it's taking much longer to find address so to speak I think the secret and the mystery in the law of abundance the way you really authenticating present moment and I guess yes. that's what led you to your book dear universe please tell us what's it all about and why did you choose to write it so I'll take you back in a little time machine right now to when I was in a very toxic marriage and I was so lonely. And I remember it was one New Year's Eve, it was 2008 to 2009, and my ex-husband had gone to bed in a bad mood and I looked up at the universe, I looked up at the stars and I made that connection point with the universe and I pleaded, please take away this loneliness. I never want to experience this kind of sadness or depth of despair ever again. And that was really my choice point moment to guide my energy because I realized if I took responsibility for my own happiness rather than thinking that my ex-husband would change or thinking that external circumstances had to change in order for me to be happy, I knew that I was onto something. So that was really building that momentum of manifestation. And so Dear Universe was really written listening to the feedback of my students over the last 10 years of how they were guiding their energy and some of their common concerns. And so the book's divided into two sections. There are 100 fear-based emotions, so everything mm. from anxiety, doubt, fear, depressed, to love-based emotions. And so I put the book into a format where you have the choice point to look up how you are feeling, have that connection to a higher power to guide you through that experience, and don't make it worse than it is. Because so often, 
if we're having a moment of feeling depressed or feeling anxiety, we take that on as if it is part of us when really it's mm-hmm. just an experience that's moving through because we are the vessels for God or the universe expressing itself as expanded consciousness. So mm-hmm. this opportunity to really create the book in a very simplified way to give people access to a moment of meditation, a moment of surrender was really my intention. So it felt like they've always got a best friend with them whenever they want to look up how they're feeling and they need that moment of emotional support. Mm, thanks for doing that for us. I know nowadays we hear a lot about the law of attraction and manifesting it too, but there are do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. So what might be the most common misconception would you would say about manifesting? Oh, I love this question. I think it is that as a self-help personal development space and industry, there's a lot of pushing negative emotions to the side rather than getting curious about what they're showing us, the invitation from the universe to learn and to grow. And I believe this is one of the common misconceptions that we're not embracing the holistic nature of emotions. And so when people are like, okay, I've had a negative thought. Have I messed up what I intend to manifest? I'm like, no, you haven't. Don't be silly. Just show up with self-compassion, self-forgiveness and curiosity, and then notice how that experience moves through. The other thing is the definition of abundance. And I love to remind my students that it's not just simply about finances or money or prosperity. Abundance is something that you get to define on your own terms. So it could be that you're growing a garden of vegetables and you're setting the intention to grow the biggest carrots or something like that. That could be abundance. And that so often we create these boundaries and these walls around what we believe is possible because of the definitions and because of the labels of what we're taught about the law of attraction. And then thirdly, I believe people take themselves too seriously and that joy, I believe, is the highest currency of consciousness. And the more Mm. we can seek joy, the more our lives will have that ripple effect to other people because it's not just about us. It's about showing up and being of service to others. Well, now with a new year upon us and a new decade or another decade, so to speak, a lot of us make plans for something great. We never create a resolution for the worst thing possible to mankind. We're always thinking about manifesting the best (laughs) for our lives, but we do get something else, right? So manifestation can go both ways. Why is it, though, Sarah, that we sometimes manifest something we really don't want? Is manifestation about the words of our intentions or the vibration of the energy of our intentions? Mm, That's a fantastic question. I believe that it's about making peace with what is, no matter what shows up. So it's beyond words. It's beyond what our conscious minds can actually comprehend. It's about learning how to navigate that present moment and making peace with whatever is in the now. And so when we make something wrong, when we judge something, I believe that we become the energy of that thing. So it's better if we show Mm. up with that lens of compassion, that lens of understanding and just that sense of curiosity with the power that we have to pivot in every single moment. It's so easy to look at something, to judge it, to label it instead of going, okay, how can I view this with a sense of creativity and working through it to ultimately benefit the manifestation of this experience? My own personal experience has also been that I'm not even aware of how much of my old self is still operating. My old systems Mm. are still operating, even though I have an upgraded version awaiting me and they say it's free, 90-day free trial until you really want to go (laughs) into it. 
But sometimes we do manifest or we try to create something, we get a little bit, but then the old energetic face of our personality pulls us back. So sometimes we talk about the vibration in our energy. And I would love if you can share with our listeners what your interpretation might be of what does a high vibration intention sound like in our heads. Ooh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I know. High vibration is that connection to that higher power when we know that we're operating from a space that isn't just serving ourselves, but is serving from the space of the greater good that will benefit humanity. One of the key ingredients with the manifestation process is to be of service to others, is to give without expectation, is to operate from that paradigm of a so-called high vibration. But there are also low negative vibrations that can be managed by showing up with the same love that you would show the high vibration, if that makes sense. Again, it's that key piece of judgment of not saying, okay, high vibration is this, low vibration is that. It's just showing up with what is. And beautiful states such as being in a blissful state or when you come out of a meditation and you feel that connection to all possibilities and that beautiful dialogue that you're having with infinite wisdom and infinite potential. I think that can be experienced in direct proportion to somebody's willingness to show up and practice the art of connecting to the divine within. This is really that access point, that portal to all possibilities. When we take that time to nurture the reverence within, and that's where those Mm. high vibrations come from. I'll tell you a short story. Everyone knows I love Teslas because of what it represents and just, you know, the vehicle. Plus, I used to race when I was very, very young as a hobby. An inheritance Mm -hmm. from my dad, FYI. Send him good vibrations wherever his soul is right now. One of the things that I've experienced, and I'm sure you have to and many other individuals have as well, is you think you're really having a pure thought. Like, I really want a Tesla. I think it's great for the environment. I think it's futuristic. I think the idea behind it is just the most provocative idea that we could have for the future century to come. And I'm the last person that have been able to get a Tesla. My friends, my colleagues, my students, they all drive up in their Teslas. Sister Jenna, look, I got a new, I go, mm-hmm, that's really good. And I remember one day we were going to Florida and I just happened to have said, you know, the minute I see a Tesla, I'm just going to release even the desire for it. You know what drove right up next to our car? was a tractor trailer with eight Teslas on it. And I said, you know, this is it. It's about this really very, very pure detachment behind your manifestations that will make things manifest. It's sort of of like an oxymoron. I want it, but I really don't want it. And that's what makes it happen. Would you say that's a high vibrational intention? Or is that just insanity? I think that's divine comedy. But it's an amazing bit. What I don't want comes because I'm detached in a way, like I don't really want it. I don't need it. Then it falls like a thunderstorm. And then when Mm -hmm. I do want it, there is an energy in my personality or in the soul that I feel I'm not worthy. I'm not ready. I haven't qualified myself. And I had no idea that that energy recorded in me is so powerful that it's actually Mm -hmm. dictating things that are unfolding or not unfolding for me in my life. I love that. I believe that there are two energetic ways of viewing this. There is a resistance or there is flow. 
And so the resistance shows itself as those feelings of unworthiness, of doubting yourself, of wondering whether it's the right time and wondering why everybody else is getting a Tesla and you're not. And then there's flow, just being okay with what is. And not only that, but celebrating the success of others, the other people that have their Teslas, and really being joyful for their experience of having the Tesla. And go, I love this example. It's so good because <laughs> I've seen this happen so many times. And the key point here is to remember the power of surrender. Just letting go, that is really the key. So have you ever had a thought in your mind or the name of a person or the name of the song and you just can't get to it? really bother you and then you're just oh gosh okay I'm just going to give up I'm just going to forget about it and as soon as you forget more often than not within an hour that name that song the name of the book will sure come does. You. Yeah, all the <laughs> this is, this is, yeah and so this is pretty much the clearest way that I can illustrate how the law of attraction works it's because you're getting into that flow state that space of surrender that whatever it is will come to you and then there's the frustrating fact that there's a whole truckload of Teslas and not one of them is yours yet. <laughs> but that's a sign from the universe saying, okay, we're just waiting for the perfect time. Because we don't know what's happening behind the scenes to line up all of the perfect circumstances to get that desire into alignment to be the perfect time for whatever shows up. Because it always unfolds in perfect divine timing. And we just need to mm. trust that. I agree with that. We have to. We have to. Now, <laughs> as we know, there are a lot of personal development teachers, gurus, whatever you'd wish to call them. And they are talking a lot about manifestation of things nowadays. But you're teaching an ancient manifesting ritual. Would you mind sharing with us a little bit about this ritual and how it actually differs from other techniques that are out there? Sure. It's called the ancient manifesting ritual. That was really for marketing purposes. I'm not sure how ancient it is. But it really refers to imprinting your subconscious mind. So I believe as long as humans have walked the planet, that's pretty ancient. <laughs> so that's where that element of naming convention came from. So the process to imprint your subconscious mind is when you take an intention and you write it down for five consecutive days for 55 times a day. The same intention. It could be, dear universe, I am so grateful that I have manifested a Tesla. <laughs> Just an example. And you do this process, and what it does is it sends out that desire to the universe, and it also allows yourself to get out of your own way. So many people that have trouble with meditating, for example, and a lot of my students, when they first find this kind of work, they find it difficult to surrender and to relax. And so simply writing it out actually gets them into that feeling space and almost like a, a meditative alpha wave state where their brain cycles per second can slow down for probably the first time in a long time to detach from the outcome and just put out there to the cosmic ordering system. Fantastic. Yeah. I really, really like that. You know, you've been giving us a lot of great tips. And in a recent blog that you shared, uh, you shared seven ways to release and honor the path to move forward into a fresh new decade. As you know, we're starting a new year and a new decade. Could you share mm -hmm. with some of our listeners some of the tips that can help us? Because it's such a big thing, Sarah. We are so mm -hmm. governed by our past. It is feeding mm -hmm. every bit of our culture, our world, and we're dying to move forward. But the past still keeps perpetuating our present and our future. I mean, just look 
what's going on with Iran and America. All of this is coming from past paradigms where war seems to be the only way to get what you want. It's not. Dialogue, mm. understanding how we can find peace and common ground by seeing what is it that you have that I want and finding a way mm-hmm. in which we can somehow work it through rather than taking of lives. You see this old paradigm that people just haven't moved forward yet. So I love some yeah. points that you shared in the blog. And could you share with our listeners some of them now? Sure. So one of the first ones is, as you mentioned, releasing the past, moving into that new and vibrant future and visualizing what that looks like. So making peace with whatever has happened. And forgiveness is one of the key pieces when it comes to setting yourself free. Not only forgiving your past and forgiving the people that may have done things that are less than desirable in your life, but to make peace with yourself. So self-forgiveness is one of the most important keys as well. Self-compassion, self-forgiveness, and self-responsibility. Making sure that you are accountable for how you are holding your own energy in the world. Because as you mentioned, this is a really tricky time for humanity and for Mm -hmm. the planet. And we need to show up with as much compassion for other people as possible, even if, and especially if, they are behaving in ways that are less than desirable. And this is sending love to the people that have done the wrong things is imperative. Rather than sending the energy of judgment, you send the energy of love. And that will be a key distinction in turning around the energy of where we're at. Because as you said, we are living out the ripples of the past. The other thing that I'm a big believer of is in appreciation and gratitude of what we have now. So the universe isn't going to give you more things if you can't appreciate what you already have. And when we walk into that inspired, empowered future, it's so important to use gratitude as a daily practice. I mean, there's some serious science to back it up, that it improves your levels of happiness, your levels of well-being. And so just looking for even simple things to appreciate in your day-to-day life is so important. Even if you have nothing to be grateful for, you don't think or perceive that you have anything to be grateful for. Just remember that taking your next breath is a moment to be grateful, that the ability to blink your eyelids is another moment to be grateful yeah. for, and, and that any opportunity is a moment to appreciate. And then, or to button your shirt. Like, I mean, I've caught myself buttoning a shirt and thought there are some people in the world that don't have this privilege to button up their shirts. I know. Yeah, so that gratitude is a big thing. So folks, wherever you are, please, it's the littlest of things that you can find gratitude for. It's going to be really essential. All right, Sarah, continue to elevate us and educate us. We love that point. But we tend to overcomplicate things as well. So, I mean, that's perfect to just break it down into, you know, even the meal that you're sitting in front of to bless the food that you're about to consume that's going to nourish your body. And to know that you did your best. As well, in any given moment where life might have shown up and it might have been difficult or it might have been a moment of celebration, but just know that you're doing your best. And then decluttering your environment and your things. As human beings right now, I believe we have way too much stuff and focus on the things that don't actually facilitate joy or actual purpose. We just clutter our environment with things that will close the gap between ourselves and the divine. So the more you can get rid of the past, I mean, that really speaks to that component of letting go of the things that no longer serve you. 
your environment is a reflection of what's going on internally. The yeah. more you can maybe donate a whole bunch of clothes that you no longer need to charity or clean out your refrigerator and get rid of the expired mustard that may have gone off. <laughs> yeah, did that last year. <laughs> You'll notice the energetic difference. I have yet to meet somebody that doesn't do a full spring cleaning of their drawers, their office, their closet. It doesn't feel amazing at the other side Absolutely. of that process. So, yeah. And then the reminder that time isn't linear, that we can also heal our past at the same time as being present. So when I mentioned forgiveness and letting go of your past for the people that you may need to forgive, you can meet them in your mind's eye when you're having meditation and just send them love. Sending the people that are the most difficult to love is the most powerful and profound transformative exercise that you will ever do. It's hard. It's really difficult because sometimes you don't want to send that difficult person love that really changes the landscape of your consciousness. It depends on the day, and I always tell my students that if they emerge in your thoughts at that time, send them your good wishes, bless them. Don't think of them to bless them because that's where it comes a little bit difficult, but you can sense that there's something happening mystically in the soul when the soul emerges in your mind as if it is coming to you to say, could you please forgive me for what I've done? And I've seen that even for myself when it happens. I just go, I let you go. It's okay. It's what it is. We're in the drama. That was the script that was given to you. And that's what you had to do, you know, and that helps to really liberate me. So I think we've done about five already. We had forgiveness, letting go, gratitude, declutter, (laughs) valuing the time, making sure you have those good feelings. I think we've got like two more left. I just actually looked at the blog, think I added a few extras, and I want to add one more. That's because, okay. because you used the key word. This is very surrendered right now. It's spontaneous. Yeah. You said yeah. drama, detaching from the drama. And I feel this is one of the most powerful points as well, that we get so stuck in the story of yeah. what has happened in our lives, and we don't remember that it is actually happening for us. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this in my bio or not, But uh, my video of sharing my story of recovering from 10 years of domestic violence has been viewed over 53 million times. Um, Mm. That was only last year that it was launched. And it's the story that is now encapsulated. And what most people don't realize is that is not an accurate representation of the full picture. So there's Mm. all these people that are sharing their own experiences based on a very small window into my life experience over 10 years. And there's no way it could Mm. be crammed into six minutes. So just remember that our story is there to serve us, but not to hold on to. It's to view as an external witness rather than clinging onto it and making it define who you are. Because as much as our experience do define our experience, it's not who we are at the core of our being. Yes. We call it in Raj Yoga teaching the detached and loving stage where we really have Mm -hmm. to practice being a detached observer knowing that we are the actor and we have been given this role, but there are other roles and other parts waiting for me to play. And I've never seen an actor that keeps talking about only one movie that was their favorite movie ever. They've done like 20 (laughs) other films and they're like, and this character and this character. Oh, and I played this character. And it just feels like they keep moving on. But now, you know, looking back at life for you, what has been perhaps the most pivotal lesson that you have learned so far? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. There's so many. Getting comfortable with uncertainty. Mm. That has been the biggest lesson because 
life kept on showing up to test me, train me, and educate me as how to get comfortable so that I could teach it to others. An example of that is back in 2013, I got married to my second husband, and we had five miscarriages in a row in 10 months. And every time I would grow this little being in my body, it would get to a certain point and then not work out. And as a manifesting teacher, this actually felt quite embarrassing because I'm teaching people how to guide their energy, guide their emotions, and I felt broken. I felt like there was a disconnect between the universe and I for the first time in my life. Well, actually, maybe the third time. I counting. And it was a really powerful lesson now in getting comfortable with uncertainty. And as soon as I was okay with the final pregnancy, when I was okay with it working or not working out, then the baby arrived. And another important mechanism in the power of surrender, that when I could write a letter to my soul baby and say, hey, baby, it's safe whether you decide to stay or you decide to go. I'm your mother. I love you unconditionally. That baby stayed. And then the very next year, I wasn't even planning on it. <laughs> I got pregnant again <laughs> because I learned the lesson. And I was told at 19 that it would be medically impossible for me to even carry a child to full term. And yet mm-hmm. I've got four beautiful babies. Wow. It's been a journey. They were destined to be um, yours. It is. Yeah. But it's a comfort with uncertainty. And it doesn't matter whether it's bringing new life into the world or wanting to manifest a new job or a new partner or whatever you're trying to create in your reality. The more you can yeah. just show up and go, okay, I'm okay with whatever shows up the more you will accelerate that path of manifestation. Beautiful. So what's on the horizon for you? Are you doing any book signing, any tours, any lectures? I have a two-day workshop at the Omega Institute in August, which I'm really excited about. It's called Manifesting Your Desires. And lots of book signings and events that are coming up very soon. I have a new program that's launching in the next month or so called Abundance by Design. So I'm very excited to be able to share more details about that soon. Oh, beautiful. So leave us with a website where our listeners can hear more about the good that you're up to. And thank you so much. You're just a delightful spirit and energy. And I'm so glad that we're starting off the year with your vibration. Oh, thank you so much, Sister Jenna. It was lovely to connect with you. And for those of the listeners that would like to know more about me, you can go to sarahprout.com. All the very best. Give my love to your four little angels. Oh, thank you so much. And lots of love to you, too. Take care. Bye-bye. Beautiful conversation with Sarah Prout. For more information, just go to her website at sarahprout, P-R-O-U-T dot com. Lovely story, wasn't it? Really lovely story. And not only lovely story, great tips to help us to move forward. Forgive definitely was one. No judgment. Having gratitude. Decluttering. Look, those are just a few of the amazing tips that was in her recent blog. So do check that out. And also the whole aspect of letting go, surrender with what you feel is your next call, is your pull or your manifestation that many of us feel that we deserve certain things. And I'm just going to leave you with the thought, have you put in the vibration for it? Have you qualified yourself for it? Or is the resistance still much stronger than the vision? So just to give it some thought and find ways to really move beyond your past stories because they're so old and again just have to begin to be more forward thinking in these times well as we close off the show i usually say remember no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission and we really are here to love each other the same but now for this new year and beyond 
I would like to invite everyone to take 30 seconds of silence every hour in the hour and practice what I call traffic control. Just take an hour and pause for 30 seconds and recapture what thoughts you're manifesting and what thoughts you're creating or what's happening to you, how you're feeling, and try to reconnect it back to the source of light, to the source of divinity, which is who you really are, because love will be the cure. Take care, everyone. All the very best. Here's Diana Ross. Reach out and touch someone. Sister Jenna, you've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or in iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.